All right, Brando, we're back. What a woo, what a couple of months uh, that little uh, <laughs> cave month turned out to be, rolling right into George the Cave Diver and the early days of DIR. George the Cave Diver, yes. Well, I think, uh, well, hopefully we've helped especially some of our newer divers or newer newer listeners get a get a taste of the old days of, of DIR diving, cave diving and uh where old James and Brando established our roots. It's the old DIR movement slash controversy slash drama. Oh yes. And it was a lot of a lot of drama as we got to to see and a lot of controversy. And it was exhausting, I tell you. Boy, what a... <laughs> so I'm glad to be back here with you people. At the Great Dive Podcast, you're here with old Jamesy. Just Jamesy this week. And, and... And old Brando. That's it. And good old Brando. Just two guys like to laugh and talk about scuba diving. And this week, we're going back to old school Great Dive Podcast Funny old articles from the older generations when you could laugh and tell jokes. and When you used to be able to tell diving jokes, was fun. those were some good old days <laughs> where you could tell jokes, offend the fuck out of everyone, and everyone still laughed. Not like today where you get in trouble for telling jokes. Well, you kind of do, unless they're so lame that they don't offend anything. I've got an article, Brando, from 1972 about one of the most important things for a new diver learning the game. Snorkel. There, I'll finish, I'll finish the whole episode. <laughs> one word. I got one word for you. Snorkel. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. <laughs> Don't forget to check out Manscaped and leave this coffee go, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. No, it's the uh, it's it's that whole etiquette question, the etiquette game for a new diver. You know, because diving, you know, uh, we talk all the time about how they try to make scuba so fast and so quick and hurry up, slam, bam, wham, bam, whamma, jamma. Here's your card. See you <laughs> later. But you don't get to learn the important things like real buoyancy control, the the. The philosophy of of being a diver underwater, not just a land person with scuba gear. The the, the important stuff about you being at one out on a dive boat, and the, and like the etiquette that usually takes people many many years to learn. It's the little things. It almost always is, James. But this was an article written by Peter Perot, an old skin diver. It's called Basic Etiquette for Divers. You know, in the good old days when scuba diving was an infant sport, Brandon, hmm. divers were a hairy lot, many of whom hairy. also belonged to or had been kicked out of motorcycle gangs. Nor, I mean, this is well before the time of Manscaped. So, yeah, they were a hairy goddamn lot. Well before the days of Manscaped. You know, today, our friends over at Manscaped have... Beard products, in addition to those good old uh, lawnmowers that we were using the last couple of years. And now, people, Brandon and I just got in the mail our brand new Weed Whacker 2.0s. How about that new unit? 
I can see you've been hard at work with it because your nose hair is perfectly groomed at this moment. Look at, look at, look, here, look at right in here. See this? <laughs> I can see, see, look at you. Can, you can, I can look see all, all the way, way into in your brains now. <laughs> we should have had this discussion about came diving. You know, you, you, it's, it's like going right back, back in there. Look at that. Nothing hanging down. Go ahead, everybody. Tell the world the leaders in below the waist grooming are traveling north of the old South Pole. Everybody knows nose hairs are a major turnoff. And the new Weed Whacker 2.0 and their new beard line confirms they have all the best tools for the hygiene toolbox. It's time for you to upgrade your man's game by going to manscaped.com and using our code TGDP for 20% off and free shipping. But wait. Nose hairs aren't the only thing the old weed whacker's good for. Those pesky ear hairs, which can really, really end the date on a sour note. If you're a man over 40 <laughs> and you're, you're getting back into the gating, dating game after a midlife crisis, you, you walked out on everybody important to you, and now you're like playing the field again, you're trying to make yourself, you know, you're, you're focusing on your face, you're focusing on that hairdo. You can't forget about those ear hairs. At, at, at your age, they're popping up everywhere. The devil's in the details, baby. And the ladies, they say it's one of the first things they notice is excessive ear hair growth. It's a turnoff for 99%. The brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 offers improved blades and skin-safe technology with a no-tugging guarantee. There's nothing worse than having that nose hair being tugged out of your nostril. It's never been so painless, guys, to mind your manholes. <laughs> I, I have to believe this is equally efficient on the woman holes. <laughs> Ladies, you know, uh, you know, you've probably got a couple of stray hairs popping up every now and again around, around the block. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, well, I think it's even even uh, an equal turnoff for a man to have to notice his his young lady's nose hairs or ear hairs. Absolutely, and uh, you know that performance package 4.0 that we used to talk about that had the old Wee Whacker is now upgraded to including the new Weed Whacker 2.0 and all of the other below-the-waist grooming products Manscaped or <clears throat> Womanscaped has been known for. So get your 20% off free shipping, everybody, with the code TGDP over at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Don't forget to use the code TGDP. Trust Manscaped. For the only right tools for the job, you can thank Brando and Jamesy later. Send us a picture, a before and after, of your nose or ears. <laughs> I don't need What kind of anything. podcast is this? <laughs> I'm just trying to be interactive with the, with the listening audience. Anyone whose hairline was more than an inch above his eyebrows was considered an intellectual back in those early days, Brando. The question of diving etiquette. Well, you, you're fucking Einstein right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm in there too. Yeah, so. is, uh, you remember the you remember the old days of the, the the big flowing hair. All the guys had that big flowing Tom Selleck hair and mustache. Well, yeah, all the porn star guys. 
Well, right. That's what all the guys were looking like back in, <laughs> back in 72. Everybody was trying to look like a porn star. They didn't even have the internet. The question of diving etiquette was never raised because nobody knew what etiquette was, nor how to spell it. Whoa. It's not that difficult. But the world turns and times change. Now our sport is being infiltrated by effet types such as women and college students. People who worry about such things as whether or not the dive boat has a head on it. And if so, whether or not it has a door. It is time to formulate some standards of decorum to cope with our social problems that are peculiar to our water-oriented sport. I I like to have the conversation with students and new divers about such things as humility, you know, when when you're becoming a diver, you know? True. Because everybody's so used to, you know, something as simple as, 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 you know, privacy when going to the bathroom, but... (laughs) <laughs> when you're diving, you you kind of lose all humility pretty quick, you know. I mean, yeah. you stink, right? You stink number one, but especially at the end in, of the James. day. The smell, you just got to, you in. you get out of the water. You got a big glob of snot. snot stuck to your face while you're trying to talk to somebody about the, the fun the time you just had. I think that's the worst right there. It's it's the worst if it's you, and it's really the worst if there's. If you like, look over. There's an attractive girl with snot hanging down her face. You're like, yeah, she's that's like, done. She, like got attacked by a freshwater jellyfish. Yeah. You know, uh, coming up out of her training dive at the quarry. And you know she's going to be embarrassed if you say something. But it's that. I mean, it's those ones who can laugh it off that really do well. They really excel in the diving world. You're in the middle of a parking lot trying to pull off a wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Your bottoms come with it. You know, it's. it's I mean, embarrassing stuff happens when you're diving, and, and you got to learn to roll with the punches and, and not let it ruin your day. Just make sure you have clean underwear, James. You never know if you're going to get in a car accident and end up in the emergency room. Or you could be on a dive boat changing into your dry suit and you don't have your clean underwear on. That's no good. That's a... Um, your mother would be horrified. That's where you just ditch them. <laughs> Commando Free ball on Fridays Just uh, you just make the ride home well, without him you're, you're listening to a guy who's completely Surrendered any Any notion of modesty Or <laughs> you, <laughs> Humility I guess He does not care That's right Peter says let's face it Diving is a disgusting hobby it starts to get disgusting even before you jump into the water, and it gets worse as the dive progresses. First, there is the problem of applying anti-fogging compound to the faceplate. Since man was designed to evolve into a scuba diver, Mother Nature thoughtfully provided him with a built-in source of excellent anti-fogging compound. Various commercial substitutes are available for the truly fastidious, but the day will inevitably come when the little bottle has been lost or crushed beneath the weights in your duffel bag, and you'll have to resort to Mother Nature's way. Here are some pointers. You always get the people that just don't want to face reality, Brando, (laughs) and, and, and spit in a mask. Yeah, the And that's why they designed PFOG, everybody. P-fog, defog, when you are above spitting in your mask. <laughs> the instructor's choice. 100% natural, don't forget. 
when spit is gross, but urine is sterile. Try PFOG. You'll <laughs> like it. <laughs> Bidoop, boop, boop. So Peter gives us gives the new diver, you know, some pointers on defog in their mask for the first time. He says, number one, Tui is out. Saliva is the proper material. Right. And you should not involve your post-nasal drip. No. Saliva can be deposited into the mask or, at worst, with a soft thup, thup, thup sound if you're nervous about the dive and your mouth is dry. Two... The mask should be held in the hands, close to the face, while you are applying the compound. Since chewing tobacco has gone out of style, the public seems to have lost its appreciation for the great skill involved in accurate spitting from a distance. Three, use only one hand to spread the anti-fogging compound on your faceplate, and rinse that hand over the side immediately afterward. Four. Rinse it in the mask. Rinse, your... rinse it in the mask bucket. <laughs> <laughs> right. Four. Do rinse your mask after spreading the compound. It is not considered good form to appear with a smeared faceplate. All good tips and to- tools nowadays. There's even more rules with the mask rinsing bucket and the mm. camera only bucket. You got to be aware of out there. True. And then with the all the COVID protocols, uh, you really can't be spitting anywhere except in your own mask. Nowadays, you know, with uh, if you show up onto the dive boat and and three people walk walk on, you know, or they get out of their car already wearing surgical masks, you really got to be careful about <laughs> spitting <laughs> spitting in your mask on the boat. You know, you're going to get into an argument. That's okay. These articles could never have foreseen what's going on now because they'd have to change everything. I've been a spitter for <laughs> decades. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, yes. Well, in, in commercial school, if you were using defog, they lit you up. They lit you up. And these, you know, they're, it's all military divers. And they're none of, I, I promise you, they're not using defog. I look back at how many different types of bottles of defog I purchased and used back in back in my early days. Almost as many as the number of snorkels that you've you've owned. I I tell you what I've never done once in my life. Uh oh. I've never finished a, a bottle, bottle of defog. I believe Ever. that. I believe it. I've always misplaced it. Lost it, <laughs> got tired of using it, found it too inconvenient to go to the bag to find. Yeah. I, I learned to, to use just the spitting in the mask as just a, a necessity. And then it's like you got a whole bottle of defog in your mouth every time you go diving. What, what are you running around looking for a defog for? Exactly. You never forget your, your personal defog that's in your mouth. Yeah. And everybody knows what you can use if you don't want to use that. <laughs> hey, are you going diving this weekend? Keep your mask clear with the one, the only, PFAR. The professional's choice. 100% all natural. Reliable clarity. PFAR. Refill daily. 
Keep your mask clear. Never fear. Defog with Defog. Brando, while we're on the subject of spitting, perhaps it would not be amiss to mention another aspect of this function, which, if not done properly, may contribute to the early onset of mal de mer among <laughs> those of your companions who have unstable digestive systems. One of the first things you got to learn, Brando, is there's two very important sides of a boat. There's the windward side, <laughs> and oh, there's the leeward side. Yeah, I don't have to learn this. And I, nobody I, wants to. <laughs> nobody wants to be the newbie that does anything that's they're trying to eject off the side of a boat mm-hmm. and be on the windward side when they're trying to do such activity because you're going to find out really quick what side of the boat is the correct side to be on. It can get ugly. I can't even be around it really. It's one of those things like uh, the sound, the smell, it'll get me going. Like, <laughs> it'll, it'll get the, uh, okay. Okay, I got to walk away. And I've had and four kids and the all the dogs and all this. Oh, you've been a little around a lot of puke in your yes, day. Yes, I'm hypersensitive. I'm super hypersensitive. And I've, I've, had, uh, I've had some bad ones with the dogs, even with the kids. Are you like that, James? Are you like... Does it get you like, oh, man. I can usually, you know, distract myself for yeah, long enough. But, uh, like, I was on a liveaboard one time. We were in some really bad seas for hours. And yeah. it's the closest I got to losing it. I mean, I, I had to go away, be on my own. Uh, but everybody was just violently ill. It was it was a bad one. That's that's the worst when you, you can't get off, you know. It's like... Uh, well, when I was over flying medevac in the desert, so we had to fly below radar, so we we're only flying 100, 200 feet over the sand, and it's sand dunes in the fucking desert, and uh, it's 120 inside that aircraft easily. The doors are all open. Sand's coming. It's a C-130. We duct taped a hefty bag on the center stanchion because... Everyone was barfing. I didn't. Of course I didn't. But everyone was barfing. And we didn't have any barf bags in the whole theater. It's like, well, you don't. We do carry them on, on the medevac for the patients, really. But they're, uh, we're, we're tactical medevac. We didn't have a lot of them. It wasn't like. Anyway, it was hefty bags of puke. The crew up front, the cockpit, they're barfing everywhere. People in the back are barfing everywhere, and you can't get off. And it's like three hours of this <laughs> flying like that. It's the same thing on the on the boats. You can't get off, and you, depending on where you're at, you're on a liveaboard. What are you doing? How far out are you guys? <laughs> right, right. You're hours, hours from from home. You're hours from where you're going yet before you can get to some. Calm seas, and you, you know, get to the leeward side of the island. That's and that's where you go. You you learn if you're going to be on the water. You gotta you gotta pay attention to the wind. You know, not mm. just for sailing, but for being uh, finding some some shelter. And if you're going to puke over the side of the boat, or spit and hock a loogie over the side of the boat, or even throw a bucket of wastewater over the side of the boat, or throw a <laughs> bucket of 
you know, uh, chopped up, you know, fish guts over the side of the boat or throw something over the side of the boat. You want to make sure you're on the leeward side of the boat, yeah. not the windward side, or you're going to get it all right back in your face. Yeah. Sometimes you learn that the hard way. If you if you came to old old Jamesy's dive etiquette class, you'd learn it. It's, it's the number one question on the test. Best side of the boat to be on for avoiding liquids, fluid, bodily fluids. The object of all these activities is to rid yourself permanently of whatever is being expelled, not to end up wearing it or decorating the boat with it. Since many divers seem to be prone to seasickness, we will offer a few guidelines to help you carry off your bouts with this affliction with decorum, if not with dignity. It's hard to look good. <laughs> Heaving when your eyeballs are, are popping out of your skull as you're he- dry heaving off the side of the boat because there's nothing left. When you're, you know, the 25-year-old beautiful woman or handsome guy fitness model, you know, pulling off the wetsuit, crawling hands and knees to the side of the boat, you know, praying for a merciful king neptune to rid you of your affliction it's i don't care how beautiful you merciful. look on the you know when you're when you're heaving your guts out it's hard to look good yeah if that's your honeymoon too just think of it that's a that's a tough one no are you in the mood after you let's you get back to dock and what if you're, what if you're taking your, uh, what if your, you're taking your, your girl out? On a, hey, honey, let's go diving and you tell all your buddies I'm going to propose. I'm going propo- to propose to to Susie on the on the dive boat here, honey. Will you? <laughs> Marry me? Oh, how romantic! Peter says, "Remove yourself from the company of others." They may be occupied with their own affairs and may fail to notice your most obvious symptoms. Your green Thus, color. <laughs> your green tone. Check. Pale, sweaty complexion. Check. Check. Chunk of ravioli hanging from lip. <laughs> from nostril, actually. <laughs> from that nostril hair that you didn't get with your weed whacker. <laughs> it may be necessary to advise them of your delicate condition. They will be happy to cooperate with your quest for solitude. It is usually more practical to endure your misery up on deck in the fresh air rather than below decks where the atmosphere may be redolent with diesel fumes, fish bait, or cooking odors. Also, when your time comes, you'll find it easier to hit the ocean than the ship's head, which is usually rather small and located in cramped quarters. You've got the whole back of the boat, right? <laughs> yeah, but there's people there. Not when you come stumbling down, <laughs> you know, wobbling from side to side, green face, going, yeah, make a hole, make a hole. They know what's coming. They know it's coming. They're going to move. You know what a typical head looks like on a boat. There's a shower curtain for a door. All true. It, it's about the size of a... <laughs> it's about a two foot square size you barely barely get into the thing just go for that nice roomy fresh aired back of the boat true remember that divers usually enter the water at the boat's stern and swim around on the surface to the anchor line 
They, too, will be using the lee side of the boat. These swimmers would appreciate your warning them well in advance of your impending crisis. Those who are not seasick have no sympathy whatsoever for those who are. Unless you have a gun amongst your gear, no amount of pleading will influence them to cut short their diving day. So shut up and suffer in silence. This requires no true nobility of spirit since there's little likelihood that your stoicism will even be noticed, to say nothing of appreciated by your companions. I'd like to tell the people that you also have to be aware as the diver exiting the water yeah, in rough seas. Be aware of a sick diver <laughs> running to the back of the boat while you're climbing up on the boat. I've, I've know, I know the story well. I've seen it happen. Of There's probably videos out there, Jamesy. You know, one of our divers here finished a great dive, gets to the back of the boat, gets a hold of that ladder, starts penguining up that ladder. When his good buddy from the shop comes running to the back of the boat, <laughs> This is another reason why you want to keep your mask on your face and probably your regulator in your mouth until you're completely back to safety. One reason could be because you could slip and fall off that ladder. Right. Another reason is you could have another diver running to the back of the boat, hurling hurling uh, breakfast over right into your face as you're climbing up that ladder. Pre-chewed breakfast. <laughs> Pre-digested breakfast. There is one trick that is so churlish that I hesitate to mention it. Only a person of very low moral character or even the dire straits of desperation would even consider it. This trick takes advantage of what I call the avalanche effect. <laughs> my ears perked up. I'm, 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 uh, you have my attention. For every person who is really seasick, there are usually several others who are bravely battling the symptoms and who, in the normal course of events, would be able to complete the mission of the day without succumbing. If the weather is pretty bad, there's a good possibility that you could trigger the avalanche effect by seeking out the most densely populated part of the boat when you <laughs> surrender to your stomach. <laughs> utter a few loud moans to make sure all eyes are upon you. Feign paralysis and then be sick on the cabin table or the cockpit floor. <laughs> if this scurvy trick works, you will achieve a majority and the diving day will be over. But remember, you will lose most of your friends. And your name will be cursed among divers until your fins rot and your tanks rust out. Because, yeah, like you said earlier, just because you're getting seasick and having the worst goddamn day of your life, everybody else that's on that boat that's not seasick could give a shit less. Like, we're going <laughs> diving. <laughs> Sucks to be you, dude. Yes, it does suck to be that sick person. I do. I, I've always said... You know, to those that say, I don't get seasick. Well, you you mean to say you haven't gotten seasick, seasick yet. yet. Right, yeah. Yeah. It can get you. We did a dive years ago. There was a big old tugboat that we were diving on. So it, it could take out like 26 people. 
26. We had and we had a, a group of divers that were going out to do um, the more the morning deep dive that was in like 100 feet of water. And then the second dive that we were going to do was in like 20 feet of water on the old Mana Hansen up there in Alpena, which is a beautiful wreck for yeah. uh, for 20. I mean, for a wreck in 20 feet of water up in our National Marine Sanctuary up in uh, Alpena, Michigan, you don't get a, a better wreck with one of the cool prop prettiest yeah. props in the great lakes and big boilers. boilers and the other thing is it's in like a really hard bottomed area so even though it's shallow it's usually got fantastic visibility and it's shallow enough that you can snorkel on and have a great little snorkel dive yeah it is cool so, so they loaded up the boat with like 10 of these college kids from uh, the, the the college up there to go snorkeling on the monohanset after our dive out on the grecian mm. well it got stormy <laughs> <laughs> so these college kids were uh, up on the surface like for our whole morning dive we get back on the boat all of them are laying in the fetal position <laughs> vomiting there's puke everywhere oh so th- this boat because this boat had a covered cabin it got rainy uh. so they were all like in windy so they all like were like in in the cabin part, trying to stay out of the elements, just vomiting, pu- like fighting for the head. They eventually <laughs> gave up on even trying to get the head. So they call, all come up, and they're like, finally, finally, they're back on the boat. And we start motoring back. We start going over to the Monahansa, and they're like, what? You're doing another dive? That's awesome. It's like, it's like, yeah, you'd be better off getting in the water. Like, these guys, these guys couldn't even get up. They couldn't even get up, let alone they're did, not going. How did you feel about it? How old were you, James, when the, when this? Oh, happened? I'm like 22, Oh, so you're 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 one of the them. I, I, yeah, they're like my age. Oh, you so know? you weren't like like if you're doing it now, you're just laughing at them because it's like the uh, great. Well, I was laughing the, then. They're like, great yeah. equalizer. You're like ah, there you go, you young fucker. You <laughs> have a little, have a little. Uh, Nausea and vomiting for a little while. It's because, and the old the old guys slash gals are are usually okay because we're wise. We don't get on a boat with an empty stomach. Because I'm going to guess there was a lot of that. They probably had mostly uh, cheap keg beer and the night before <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. uh, <laughs> microwave burritos in their stomachs from uh, from the night before. Exactly. Yeah, I've been sick once, seasick once, and it was due to uh, I did not eat any breakfast at all. Went out on an early boat, and I and I, I uh, had a banana on the boat, which is we've already gone over this. Yes, we've already. And this is before I I That's, knew my the boat. Yeah, this is before I knew my my sea lore of bananas and what on boats. Never again. I never get on a on a boat empty stomached. Among the latest developments in diving equipment is Brando, the hot water heated wetsuit. Once again, Mother Nature was way ahead of technology. Not only is Homo Scubians equipped with his own hot water system, but he even has an inborn reflex that gives him an overpowering urge to use it as soon as he is totally encased in his wetsuit. <laughs> I think we've talked about this too. 
ad nauseum levels <laughs> as well, but yes. There is an overwhelming urge as soon as you're suited up. Right. Dry suit need. or wetsuit. Dry suit or wetsuit, man. Like, it's why, like, you guys make fun of me for hooking up on some of the most simple, shortest little, you know, mundane little dives. But I go, I know as soon as we start swimming out, I'm going to have to take a piss. <laughs> it happened to me the other night. I'm suiting up and I'm like, I, and I can feel I have to go, but I'm thinking, okay, it's water, the water's cold. It's not going to be a long dive. I'm going to just do this and, and I'll be okay. Power through. Power through. But sure enough, it was like, you know, I closed the zipper and I I had that instant regret in my brain. Like, oh, I should have went. But I went and toughed it out and I uh, did the pee-pee dance all the way, all the way up the ascent, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. And then it's like trying to undo that heavy dry suit zipper oh yeah god forbid you're While pp dancing you know what is the worst is if you don't hook up you went and did a cold dive and it's like five degrees outside you get it this used to happen at gilboa back in the day way back you get up and you have to walk to your car by the time you get there you're frozen into your suit and this is back when we used to be able to go to gilboa and just you know put an envelope of money in the mailbox there was nobody manning the place and uh it's 25 years ago kind of thing. Anyway, dry suit, frozen on you, and you got to pee. And there's nowhere to get it get it warmed up. You're, everything's shut and frozen, and it's like five degrees out. That's where you got to do the old dumb and dumber. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Just go, man. Just go. <laughs> Just go in your suit. Oh, that's a suit killer right there. The use of this system is a personal matter between the diver and his conscience. And I will not comment on and I will not comment on it other than to suggest that if you should notice your buddy pause on an anchor line with a faraway look in his eye or her eye, you might stop and wait at a discreet distance up current from him or her. Rinsing your wetsuit out as soon as you take it off is indeed a hygienic and genteel practice. Peeing in wetsuits. Either you're American or European. and uh well that would make every diver european then wouldn't it if they're in their wetsuits and they're european then i can say yeah european (laughs) knock knock (laughs) (laughs) this goes back to the episode we did about you know the uh Peeing in wetsuits tirade uh, and being aware that, I mean, if you're going to do it, you better rinse that thing out when you're done. I mean, if it's your own, because it's your own goddamn suit, rinse it out, you filthy beast. (laughs) You filthy beast. But especially (laughs) if it's a rental, if it's a rental suit, most definitely rinse that damn thing out before you give it back to the, the shop employee to have to deal with. Make sure that thing's clean. And for crying out loud, even if you didn't pee, you should probably rinse your wetsuit out. Just get in the habit of rinsing your wetsuit out. Yeah, what James said. Since man has not yet completed his evolution into a scuba diver, he is troubled by air spaces in his head called sinuses. Indeed, there are those who maintain that divers have more air spaces in their heads than other people. 
but this slander has never been substantiated. These sinuses are, fortunately, connected to the outdoors by passages opening into the diver's general ventilating system. As is well known, the sinuses provide handy nesting sites for almost every miserable, freeloading type of bacterium that happens by. The creator was tired when he got through designing man's wonderful brain, and he apparently left the rest of the head up to an apprentice draftsman in the back of the room. This kid goofed up both the ears and the sinuses by making their drainage passages much too narrow and by lining them with some kind of crazy tissue that swells like mad whenever it is exposed to even the most insignificant irritant. And as a result, divers often have problems balancing the pressure inside their heads with the pressure outside. Most of this difficulty occurs on the way down, and it doesn't raise any problems of etiquette because all of the diver's companions will realize that he is holding his nose in an effort to blast through to his sinuses or middle ear and not to express an opinion of the company he is in. That never occurred to me that I was expressing like I thought my fellow divers stunk. <laughs> that never uh, occurred to me at all. You know, the last trip I ran... You know, for the dive shop a few years back, mm-hmm. pre-pandemic to Cozumel, you know, first day of the trip, got two divers, new, right. inexperienced, do the little shore dive. That was a, a, a mess. They, they got swept out by the current just doing the shore dive. We get to the boat the next day, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be I told good. them, I told them, you better take it easy for a couple of days. No, they want to get out right out with everybody. And sure enough, ear problems, equalizing problems. Everybody else just, ooh, you know, plummets down to 80 feet. So you got two divers and, you know, can't get past 20, just, just getting blown, raged away, you know. Yeah football fields away from everybody else it's like completely oblivious so there i am i'm trying to keep the whole group together with these two like be the people forget the how how much hard work and responsibility goes in the job of of the dive master the dive guides you know not just the dive master that's kind of leading everybody around but but the the guy playing cleanup i mean that's where all the real hard work is well it's herding cats man it's hurting yeah. cats, and and everybody knows that's no fun. It's on the way up that things really get bad from an etiquette point of view. As the pressure outside lessens, the air that was so painfully introduced into these spaces must find its way out again. It usually does rather more readily than it went in, but it's the stuff it brings out with it that causes the social problem, Brando. <laughs> People out there, don't be lulled into the false sense of security by the fact that you haven't had a cold or sinus trouble for ages. That just means that your contribution will be vintage stuff of more interesting colors. (laughs) It doesn't matter who you are, have a cold or not, just dove recently or not. You get to the surface, you got to know there's a glob of something at your nose. Every dive. Every dive. When you pull your mask off, you also take a handful of water and you wash your face because you know you got a big honker and you're looking there talking. 
yeah, instructors out there, if you don't know this yet, you're sitting there trying to tell your students that they need to, you know, clean up their buoyancy and pay attention to the kick and pay attention to their buddy. You can't be standing there with that big glob of <laughs> green goo on your face because they're not listening. You lose. They can't hear a single word you're saying. All they can yeah. hear, all they can see is that big snot glob. You lose all credibility immediately. And you lose all credibility. And who can take you seriously? I mean, it does not matter if you're freaking Tom Cruise. It doesn't matter. You got a big old snot, snot glob hanging out of your face. You might have something really profound to tell them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You could be Aristotle. You, get to the you got a, a, a snot hanging out your face. <laughs> You get to the surface, you pull your mask off, you wash your face as well. Give yourself a couple of good, you know, honks out of each nostril. Do it in the water. I say just do it in the water before you get down to the boat or before you get out of the water if you're shore diving. Just do it in the water. Put your whole head underwater. Take off your mask. Blow your, blow your nose out. Blow your head out. Clear it and swish it away towards someone else. And then turn around and, and walk in like you're cool. This is why, you know, trade secret, everybody. Everybody always comments about how stunningly <laughs> handsome Brando is when he gets back onto the boat. He's, he's, yeah. never, he's, never, he's never plagued by this yeah. uh, disgusting malady of facial snot. Even with all that, you know, facial hair he's got, you'd think it would grab and catch you know, a couple of those things. No, he exits the water like this all the time. Oh. Trade secret, this is how it's done. Well, use use some uh, good old-fashioned Manscaped beard balm, which is equally balmy on your on your mustache, too. And then that stuff just slides right slides off. Slides off. And I didn't, I mean, I wasn't born with this knowledge. I've learned it the hard way, right? <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as you reach the surface, remove your mask and rinse it thoroughly. Then blow your nose and wash your face. Do this with your face in the water as quietly as possible. But do a good job. <laughs> Keep a box of tissues in your gear for use after you dry off. Blocking one nostril with a finger and snorting what? over the side is uncouth. Are you keeping a box of tissues? In okay. Scratched. Where the hell? A box of no. tissues. How long is that going to last? How long? And I don't exactly. You, yeah. You're all wet. That is going to work. And I and I don't think it's uncouth to use the old gym teacher snot rag. I've been <laughs> using that since elementary school <laughs> gym class. I learned that one. <laughs> we can you tell. Get a good grab on the, the stains. <laughs> couple of quick honks into the water. You're good to go. Yeah, like I say, the water's there. The water's like your big Kleenex. Just like it's the fish's toilet, it's your big Kleenex. <laughs> right. The diver Brando is a primitive beast, hell-bent on regressing to the primordial sea. It is probably futile to go much beyond the above basics of social conduct, the observance of what may render him at least tolerable to his peers. Well, there you go, people. Good basic etiquette for divers. Snot, vomit, being in your suit, all part of the game, baby. It's not a problem if you know <laughs> what to do. Uh, I was waiting for some, somehow to work that one in there. 
Well, Brando, this was good fun. Good-natured fun uh, after a, a couple of uh, intense weeks of, of Great Thought Podcast. I hope you people out there had a good time today. Um, make sure you get over and uh, get yourself a, a nice cup of uh, Abyss Coffee, or you could try a couple of uh, the Abyss Coffee Co.'s new teas, like the Sailor's Demise or the Mystical Mermaid Tea also. And uh, don't forget those awesome coffees. You know Branda's a fan of the Kraken. The Kraken. Oi. And uh, Brando, should we sign some logbooks on this uh, on this episode today? Let's not. <laughs> let's do. <laughs> okay, let's do. But it, let's do doesn't sound as good as let's not. Uh, Brando, let me sign yours. Wait, wait. Um, you should uh, grab a box of those wet tissues. I think you have a... <laughs> Uh, you might have a booger or something. On your phone. I th- nope, nope. I thought it was a booger, but it's not. <laughs> ah, that one never gets old either. Uh, I throw up my hands in in defeat to having the wittiest, <laughs> the wittiest dive log entry. I throw All right, everybody. I we'll gotta, talk to you next week. I gotta throw up in there. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good throw. Cheers, peeps. Blue, blue, blue.